God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. So no judgment. This is a safe space, right? You all love me no matter what. I have a confession for you. Okay, breathe in, breathe out. Part of my prayer includes asking God for Megan Thee Stallion's knees. I have not given up. I don't care what anyone says about it. I want Meg's knees with my saved girl spirit. That's my prayer life. That's what I want. Okay. And you know, if you're honest, that you want that combo too. If nobody else feels me though, I know my co-host Brittany White does. Brittany White is an OG delegation member. Y'all remember her. She came up with the saved girl summer manual. Well, sis slid through the podcast and graced us with her saved girl summer presence now the question is do you think we cut up or teared up or none of the above let's listen and find out not the originator of the saved girl summer manual (laughs) (laughs) how are you I am good. How are you? I am doing well. It's nice to finally meet you and not just on my DMs and Instagram. (laughs) Mama, I made it. Yes, I'm here. (laughs) Okay, so you had the Saved Girl Brunch. How was it? It was awesome. Like, I took a leap and God didn't let me fall. Like, from... The food to the activities to the work to the mimosas like everything yes. was just it was really good Oh, I love it. I it was, When so. we got that manual, we were just like blown away by the work and creativity you put into it. So thank you very much for allowing us to put it on the podcast, but then to also continue to let it grow, blossom and touch the lives of women. It's And it's like a whole thing now, isn't it like a whole thing? Yeah, it's a whole movement. I'm looking to do it year round. I'm going to bring a little bit of summer to every season. So <laughs> I love it. Where are you from? Yeah. I am from Virginia. I'm actually in Hampton Roads, Virginia. Okay. Um, born and raised actually in a county called Dinwiddie County. I call it a real D.C., but it's not a real D.C. <laughs> um, but that's in the 804 area. <laughs> Came out here for school. Went to local state to hold a green and gold and met my husband and I've been here in Hampton Roads ever since. You love it. It's okay. It's <laughs> all right. It's um <laughs> it's different. I don't want the, the people in my area to be like, she ain't reckless for, you know, our town. But um, it's okay. It's definitely I have, you know, aspirations of of getting out of the, the country, but it, it's nice. It's a nice place to raise kids. Okay, so Brittany, are there any moments when you are in your life day to day where you're just like, you know what? I know better, but I am not about to do better. Like I am making a decision to put on my Eve hat. I am not in the mood. I am not feeling it. And if so, when is the last moment? What was the last thing that happened that made you put on your Eve hat? 
that made me put on my Eve hat. Oh, um, put myself out there. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it would probably have to be the other day if you know, just like in the um, I am a part of team. Like Walmart, I love Walmart. Okay, Walmart okay. is my happy place. Okay, well there, well, there's um, a pause so, right there. There's a pause right there. Can, do you have a Target by you? Is there? You just choose Walmart over Target. There's a whole. There's division in the delegation over Walmart versus Target. So you must have a nice Walmart. No, actually, it's not. Okay, it's not, and it's crazy because my friend just texted me and she was complaining. She just moved to our area and she was complaining about how she hates this walmart so to be honest i am a little bougetto don't let the bundles and the makeup and all that fool you okay, okay? amen walmart is my so what okay <laughs> i have cool, questions but... about walmart it being your happy place what happens at what is it what does it do for you because it's just it's relaxing i can get lost in walmart it's for one it's everything they have everything so i go in there for one or two items and then i always end up with you know, a shopping cart um, full of stuff. But it's just those days because, you know, I don't go out and yeah. hang out anymore, you know, as a mom and a wife. So some days when I get off work, you know, it's, I, I head to Club Walmart and I just kind of just walk around aimlessly, just picking up stuff that I know I don't need, but it's on clearance. Amen. And I live for a good, a good sale. And I just end up with a lot of stuff. So now don't get me twisted. I always, I do dress up. I don't wear my bonnet, <laughs> nor my pajama pants. But I'm in there. I'm always dressed appropriately. But I do have a soft spot for Walmart. You know what? You fixed That's me though. Choice. Because when you said Walmart has everything, because Target be trying to act like it's super, but it's not. It's not super. There are some things that are hit or miss at the Target grocery section, but Walmart does have everything. Like it literally does. You got me on that one. I can see it now. And if you, cause you have to stop by the store on the way home. So you might as well go somewhere where you can walk around and grab something you don't need and then grab the groceries at the same time with a good excuse. It's a good excuse. Jewelry, clothes, they set their clothes up from when we were kids. So yeah, I need to I go to Walmart and Walmart, but I would say you do. They have up their game, but I would say getting back to my last yes. um, Eve moment because at Walmart, you know, they do have a policy which they don't have a Target where they do, you know, check your receipt if you have something that's not bad. And there's a lady now that works at the door, and most of them don't care, but she's like top flight security, <laughs> so she was stopped. Yeah, she actually checks to make sure you have the item like on there. And I wasn't too, you know, kind because I was in a rush and I was like, Brittany, you didn't have to treat me later. Like she was, <laughs> she was just doing her job, you know. So, I love that. That was my last. The people being extra, the top flight security, like, and you want to say, like, I know you're just doing your job, but you are like also in my way. Like, I'm not paying you enough to go through and see if these these uh, paper towels are on my receipt. It's like, <laughs> I heard it, and I have to honor her. You know, taking her job seriously. So, apologies. If you miss May, oh, that's good. Sometimes you can make it up. You can't. And I make that decision sometimes when I am out sometimes like places that I frequent often. And like, I just don't have the hey, how are you? And down in my spirit, the way that I know that like 
I could get it to stand out as a Christian and a believer. It don't just, it's not there. It's real like, okay, can we get this over with? But I do try to do better the next time. I hate going to the grocery store with my husband because my husband's going to talk to people. He's going to be kind with them. And then I'm like, next time I come and I have in my AirPods and I'm not saying anything, they're going to be like, where is your husband? Because you are not giving what needs to be gained. What? <laughs> what, what's wrong with exactly you? Exactly. Like, they. My dad is the same way. He we he goes out with us somewhere. He is that type of person to be like, "Hey, man, how you doing?" Like you had, you know, carry the whole conversation. I'm like, I'm just trying to get home, so I completely understand that that feeling. I get it. We're all Eves in, in, in progress, right? In process. We're all processing this Eve spirit on out of us. And, you know, sometimes we're still working and other times we've mastered it, you know, and I am grateful. I feel like I've mastered it this summer. I've like talked about this all the time. Like we went from having childcare to having no childcare. And I'm used to kind of like, just like, you know, once childcare gets there, I can get in my rhythm. I can dress and get I can do what needs to be done and the kids don't start school yet and so I've had to like really work with myself on being like more patient with them like when they're hugging me and I'm late and I need them to get loaded up in the car so I'm still mastering that but it feels like I'm getting better have you mastered any of your Eve behaviors where you're like I absolutely don't do this anymore this blanks whatever blank is like I used to work through it but I've come to a place where I've mastered it I think I'm just like the example that you gave. I'm definitely a work in progress. Um, and especially like you said, with the kids and with my husband and learning to be more patient, um, learning to compromise. Like it's one thing that this this, uh, COVID, the coronavirus, yeah. um, did, it was definitely helped me to sit and, and have more patience, especially with the kids, because we think about all that we have going on and how hard it is on us. But sometimes I have to remember like it's hard on them too. Yeah. You know, being here. So definitely learning to to have more patience with the people, you know, that are in in my home. But it's one thing to go out in the world and, you know, laugh and joke and be nice with everybody else. But just to have more patience and to be that same, you know, kind of first have that same energy. Yeah, keep that, keep that same energy at home. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna get deep for a minute. I have a question for you. So you're talking about being more patient, especially when it comes to like you know the husband and the children at home. And I am wondering, how do you feel like you transitioned from? You know, I don't know if you were a single mother and then got married or if you were married and then had children. But how did you transition into having a life in which you are obligated to other people while not becoming resentful that being obligated to them may mean losing parts of yourself? Oh, that's a good question, because that's something that I recently I think I'm still working on that transition um because when i met my husband i was so young i've been with him for almost 15 years so i'm all the time like boy you took all my 20s like <laughs> almost a year um but <laughs> but i love him though he's mad i'm sitting about but um th- that transit like we were married um we had our kids and for a while just to be completely transparent like i did kind of lose myself i didn't know how to balance being 
Brittany and Randy Wise and Romel and Trey's, you know, mom. So that's something that even in the past few years that I had to kind of, um, when you say being resentful, I was kind of resentful toward myself. Like I had to kind of like forgive myself because I was blaming myself for like all these things that's like I missed out on, I didn't do because now I have these, you know, people that I have to be responsible for and God has really been dealing with me like to forgive myself and that you can still be, you know, all the things. You can still be a wife, you can still be a mom, but that's not just who you are as a person. There's so much more um, and learning to find that that balance. So it's been a it's been a journey. Yeah. Like definitely been a journey. I love how carbs can make everything all right. Need a break, but no time for a vacation? Eat carbs. Celebrating exciting news? Eat carbs. But you know who doesn't love carbs as much as I do? My waistline. For years, giving up carbs has been difficult, but with the help of Noom, my relationship with carbs has gotten better. Noom uses a psychology-based approach to help us change our mindset for good without demanding a whole new lifestyle. I like how easy the Noom app is to use and how the program is customized to my personal Personal goals. Join me and start building better habits for healthier, long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash evolve. That's n-o-o-m.com slash evolve. Take the stress out of evolving your health and become empowered with Noom and their cognitive behavioral approach, focusing on the why instead of the what as you change your relationship with food. You don't even have to make a drastic change to your lifestyle and all you need is 10 minutes a day. Start your trial today at Noom.com slash evolve. I don't feel like there is enough conversation about women who are married and women who have children feeling like in the process of building this goal that so many people are aspiring to that they feel we often feel like we've lost ourselves in the in acquiring this beautiful picture and you know um I feel like it's a worthy conversation because I already know that there are like women listening right now and they're saying to themselves like, man, I thought I was the only one or I've been feeling guilty because I am grateful for my husband. I am grateful for my children, but also I feel like I've lost myself. Like I have no purpose and no identity outside of them and even envious of single people who have the liberty to do and be whatever they want. And then you got single people who are like, I want a husband and I want kids and the married women like child you better enjoy your single time that's me (laughs) (laughs) and I tell my little something that all the time like girl live your life why you don't have no husband and no kids like I make it almost sound like a bad thing it's like no it's not bad right right (laughs) like it's not it's not a bad thing really it's not but it's just so much more when you have to think about you know somebody you, you have a husband you have kids so it definitely makes it a little more difficult, you know, to do certain things. And you do have to deal with that guilt of, I'm trying to do these things, but, you know, am I still being a good mom? Do I still have time for my kids? Am I still being a good wife? So it's definitely, definitely a process. I feel like I'm, I just, 
I went through so when I first got married and moved to California I, I felt like I went through years a few years of just being resentful of like I didn't have my family around I didn't feel like I had purpose like I just felt like I was getting lost in something and then I feel like I kind of swung the pendulum in the other direction where I was so fulfilled by what I was doing with my work and my career that I did not and I was so protective over it that I didn't have any room for compromise where it was like nope not gonna do it and I have to say no and I have to have boundaries and I feel like I'm just now finding the middle Mm -hmm. of being able to show up for them but to first show up for myself and I feel like this is so Mm -hmm. crazy because it's part of the reason why I changed the podcast is because I still wanted to show up in my purpose but I didn't want to be absent from my children while doing it and I couldn't continue to sustain the podcast in the way that it was and be present for them and so this way we get to like record multiple so I can have more down days with the family but that finding the middle ground has helped me so much in realizing that I don't have to choose that if I am willing to be still enough and sensitive enough to what my purpose needs versus what I want it to be or what I want it to do, that God will create provision that will allow me to do both. Do you think that women can have it all? I really do. Um, Just like you stated, if you are really walking in your purpose and following the vision that God has for you, he will make provision. He will make you the you know, the resources and give you the, um, the necessary things so that you can be a wife and that you can be a mom and you don't have to compromise. Like that's one of the biggest things that, you know, I want to show women that you don't have to compromise any part of, of who you are. You don't have to give it up. And, you know, God is just really, he's been showing me that, you know, as well in this season that you can still, you don't have to be resentful. You don't have to feel like, you know, I missed out or I can't do whatever, whatever, because, you know, I'm married and I have kids, but he's saying, you know, he's showing me every step of the way that, you know, girl, I got you, you know, I got you and I got your babies. And it's, it's funny because now the things that I'm doing that I want to do, he's even like my kids are involved. I'm yeah. able to involve them. So you can definitely, definitely have it all. So my question for you is how do you move from I'm resentful and moving from resentful to purpose? Like I can move from resentful to purpose if purpose is the next step. But how do I move from resentful to content, even if purpose is not the next step? Because that to me takes real faith. It doesn't take faith to move from resentful to purpose. It takes faith to move from resentful to content. And that is the kind of faith that God requires all of us to have before we can move into purpose and I feel like that's just a message that everyone needs to know is that you may not be able to go from I am resentful I am angry I am upset to I am so happy and I'm so thankful that everything worked out there is this in between walking on water stage where you don't know is sis about to drown am I go go back to being bitter and yet God is there with us in those moments teaching us and guiding us how to come to him but how did you do it what were your steps so listen between prayer and therapy being home yeah. <laughs> just be honest being home during this um pandemic because there was a point where 
the job that I'm working on now, they have put us on furlough. So I was at home and really with nothing with time on my hands. And so I had to kind of make a decision, like, am I going to sit here and be upset or am I going to get to this point, like you said, where I am content, even where God has me now. Um, so just really praying, um, growing in my relationship with him, um, going to therapy because yeah. I'm a big advocate for therapy and working on some of those issues that I had, you know, with feeling resentful or angry and the unforgiveness that helped me to to kind of while I'm in this, this middle stage you know, or call it like the wilderness before I got to like the promised land um, to be content even in that season and knowing that God had a plan for my life even though I didn't know what it was um, you know I couldn't see it I'm like okay let me be content because I know he has something something better for me bigger than I can even um, imagine so I found for me when I was going through my resentful season that connection with my husband came difficult like we still had our routine we were still showing up but like I didn't he couldn't ask me for no more than that like no more extra beyond that um and it <laughs> and it took me some time to be like honest with him about how I was feeling um because I didn't want him to feel like I was diminishing what we had or that I was bailing on what we had because we've both gone through divorces. And one of the hardest things when you go through a divorce is to vocalize something that is affecting you without communicating that you're leaving the person. Right. Because there's that underlying fear there. How did you create and or have you maybe created an environment where you can have that level of transparency and vulnerability with your husband while also like preserving the security of your marriage? So that's something that um, we actually are working on Yeah, is getting to that point. We have that communication and that transparency because um, just to be like completely transparent, like we're, I call it yin and yang. Like we, we, we balance each other out. We work, but I'm more of a talker and he's more of a, you know, I'm not, I don't want to talk so much. So learning how to communicate and, you know, let him know those feelings, like you said, without diminishing who he is. And that has been a process. And that's another way that, again, therapy has helped me to even learn how to communicate better because I'm a very emotional person and I just, you know, put it all out there and had to learn that that's not how he, you know, communicates. <laughs> so he may not accept it, you know, the way I mean, I mean it that way, but it's coming out, you know, he hears something completely different. So that's something that we're actually, you know, working on now, learning how to communicate and be transparent. Cause sometimes that's hard for me to be transparent. Mm -hmm. Like I like to keep a lot inside sometimes. Um, Cause you're used to being the strong one or the funny one or whatever. It's hard to sometimes be open. So that's something that, you know, God is even dealing with me with, you know, transparency, especially with, you know, my husband, like I need to, to be open with him. So that's, that's a work in progress. Okay. We're working on that. So you helping me. Cause I, I feel like I, I will, would by no means say that I've mastered it, but I feel like I've become so much, I've become better, so much better than I was. It may not be like the best, right? But I, I'm a lot better than I was. And I feel that many women listening are in marriages, but aren't experiencing 
the beauty of marriage that everyone has sold us on because (laughs) they don't have maybe a a safe space yet in their partner or maybe they haven't learned to have a safe space within themselves to invite their partner into because I found it so curious that you said like you're so emotional and you just kind of like let everything come out and he doesn't communicate that way but on the same hand you also say that you're transparent uh, that you struggle with being transparent so a part of me wondered like is it like what's coming out is that just noise but the real issue you haven't yet gotten to or you keep to yourself and yeah is that what it is or when you're emotional are you being transparent in those moments um I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. Um, sometimes because I do hold so much in when I am ah. finally, blow, you know, let it all out. Like everything um, seems to come out. And with us again, working on it because he's so different than I am and he processes stuff different. So sometimes because, you know, he doesn't receive it how I think he should, then that will cause me to be like, oh, let me get back in. Let me not be so, you know, open the next time. I love to mentally escape into a good book. It gets tricky though when I don't have time to sit and read for hours like I prefer or the in-between stage after I've finished a great book and I'm ready to dive into a new one. I love that with Scribd, I have instant access to millions of audiobooks and their thoughtfully curated editor's picks. Now I find myself listening to books while I'm exercising, cooking, or out running errands, all for just $9.99 a month with Scribd. I have the world's most fascinating library right at my fingertips. I want you to try it. Right now, Scribd is offering our listeners a free 60-day trial. Go to try.scribd.com slash evolve for your free trial. That's try.scribd.com slash evolve to get 60 days of Scribd for free. You can listen to ebooks, audiobooks, magazines, and so much more from your favorite device. Forbes calls it Netflix for books. Try it out and let them know SJR sent you. I feel like I'm like learning on the spot while talking to you because the beauty of conversation is that like you can see your scenario in someone else's life and then you're like oh that's why I do the things that I do because I'm big on holding it in and then popping off like (laughs) and when I pop off let me pull out my receipts because on October 10th 1991 when I was three years old remember it all <laughs> and then he'll be like I wasn't sure he's like I'm not sure that that happened oh trust me it did I took copious yeah. notes he's like I'll take your word for it but I don't remember that. I'll take I your word that I'll take your word for it that I'll take your word for it it, take, it sends me to the next <laughs> level you will take my word for it because I wrote it down <laughs> But I wonder, like, as you were talking, I realized that, like, part of the reason why I hold stuff in is because the thing seems small in comparison to what 
could be an issue in a marriage. But if it affects me, it's not small. If it's something that I bury and file away for another time, it's not small. And so, Brittany, if you're like me, you have had experiences where your feelings were made to feel small in comparison to what else was happening in your world. And so now you've got these big feelings that you're trying to shrink into being small. And then there comes this moment like a spring where it just all comes out because you've been trying to suppress it for so long. Does that feel like truth to you too? Or is that just my experience? No, it's definitely truth. Like I'm sitting here now, I'm like, oh my God, like <laughs> I feel like I'm on and y'all like, you fixed in my life. So yeah, I definitely, definitely <laughs> beloved. Like you get me. Yeah, that's, you hit it. You hit it on the head. Oh, that's definitely true. That's it. Like, and I'm only... I'm only realizing that for myself, even when talking to you and I'll tell you like my examples. So, you know, like when I got pregnant, I feel like, you know, like I'm always using it, but that story really affected me. So I, I, I so much about what I know about myself and my pain and my trauma comes from that moment. And what I know for sure is that I felt like my pain didn't matter in that moment, that what everyone else was experiencing, what everyone else felt about it and was going through was more important than me in that moment. So now in my marriage, when I have an issue, my just knee jerk reaction is that it doesn't matter in comparison to what that person feels. It doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things so I keep it to myself and now my husband is penalized for a pattern he didn't start but is suffering because of right and so let me first say like you can never I know you say you feel like you always talk about that story but you can never tell that story enough uh-huh. um because it it just yeah it, you don't know how it is it affects people like it changes life. like that story and from one church girl to another mm-hmm. <laughs> like to be able to identify with that, like never stop telling that story. But um, yeah, I was, I'm the same way. And I think a lot of it has to do with how I was raised as well, being the oldest and the only girl and having some responsibility and, and feeling like you said, like other people have stuff going on. Other people think they're dealing with, let me kind of, you know, push my stuff under the rug or what I'm going through is not, you know, as bad as what they're going through. So, you know, you always hear that. Well, you can have it worse. Yeah. Than having that mentality. Yeah. Well, it could be worse. So let me just, dismin- you know, diminish what I'm going through. So all of that has kind of gotten me to where I am now. And again, going to therapy, kind of working through those feelings that you're learning that my voice and my feelings are valid regardless of whether somebody else doesn't see it that way or they think it's small or does that matter? Like you said, if it matters to me, yeah. then it matters. And more importantly, it matters to God. Like Most so. importantly, it matters to God. What you've gone through, what you have experienced, yeah, it could be worse, but just because it could be worse doesn't mean that it's not bad. 
And if you're still wounded over it, if you're still damaged, if the pain of that is still showing up in the way that you communicate and the way that you connect with others, then we can't ignore the bad, even though it could have been worse, because God does want to take the bad and help us to see how it can grow into something that is healed and something that you say, okay, I wouldn't have chosen it for myself. I know that God wouldn't have chosen it for me, but wow, he is using it. If you could go back in time and talk to that girl who had all of those responsibilities and was handling everything, I don't want to know what you would say to her. I want to know what she would say. If she felt like her feelings were too big to keep inside, if she felt like she had a safe space to let it out, what would she say? She would probably say, I just want, and know that I'm doing a good job, um, that I'm making the people around me proud. So I think that was the biggest thing. You just want to make, you know, people proud that you don't have to, str- you don't have to strive, you know, for love, mm-hmm. um, that I am, that I am enough, you know, just being this little girl that she just needs to know that she was enough. And how often do you as a woman want to say that or to hear that, to say that, to have your husband or those around you affirm you in that way? Does that happen often? That I need to hear that? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it does. It does. Um, you know, especially when... Again, as a woman, you wear so many hats. You yes. know, sometimes you just want to hear that I am a good wife. You know, I am a good mom. I am a good friend, and you know, you're doing a good job. But it's so easy to think that you're not doing enough. Like I'm one of those people. I'm like I always could be doing more. You know, but to hear that you're you're doing you're doing enough. You're doing just fine. You're you're good. So, um, yeah. Sometimes I do need to hear that. that well, strong it. friend. <laughs> You're doing a good job. You are a good mother and a good wife and an incredible purpose mate. You are creating spaces for women to bring their authentic selves into the room and to feel seen and loved and valued. You are giving that space that you didn't always have. And I believe if I can give you homework, which you ain't even asked me for no homework, but if I could give you some, what I would say is um, maybe after today's podcast, you tell your husband that while we were talking, you realized something about the way that you communicate. And it's because you suppress so much and you've been suppressing so much since you were a little girl that it comes out in sometimes unhealthy ways. It's almost like an emotional tantrum that he's been on the receiving end of. And you don't have to wait until it happens again to apologize for it happening. And I bet you that that would create space for him to feel trusted and safe emotionally in your heart too. Because when you recognize it, even outside of something happening, um, it helps him to see that like you're thinking about it in other moments too. So you didn't ask me for no homework, but if I had some, that's what I would give you. 
okay, okay, I understand the assignment. I'm gonna do this. <laughs> okay, now we have an advice question. I'm gonna get. I want to do it. No, right? You know, you don't have to. No, definitely don't. Like Eve definitely doesn't want to do it. But if one day you wake up and you feel like I'm feeling like Mary today, I'm feeling like I could just be with the Holy Spirit. Then go on and see what He lays on your heart. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do because it. it's not about what I want, it's what I need to do. I need people to make me, you know, this is what you need. Like, girl, do that homework. I'm I will tell you too. Another thing that you should do if you decide to do it <laughs> is tell your husband that you need to hear that sometimes. That sometimes I question my abilities and I question whether or not I'm doing a good job, and I need to hear it. And I know you say it, you know, but there's a part of me that really needs to hear it. And um, so, if you could help me take care of my heart and that way I'd appreciate that okay why'd you duck lip <laughs> uh oh you gave me duck lips because <laughs> that was heavy like that I needed to hear that so mm. yeah I'm just gonna do that. okay I'm getting off your I'm getting out your your business and back into mine Hmm? Oh, okay. Thank you. This is not what we signed up for. When I'm out running errands or running behind one of our kids, the comfort of my Rothy's lace-up sneakers have proven themselves to be top tier. Aside from them being breathable and lightweight, I love the neutral color combo they're designed with, making them easy to pair with any outfit. You talking about jazzy and comfortable? I love my Rothy slides so much that even before they became a partner, I had already bought a few too many pairs. Now me and Shaw are twinsies. Rothy's are also fully machine washable. Remember when you used to put your shoes in the washing machine it's about to happen with these okay i mean can rothy's get any more clutch than this yep they can to help you welcome the fall season in style rothy's is doing something special for the delegation that's right they gave us the chance to share this super rare opportunity with our listeners for a limited time sneakers aren't really your vibe that's all right rothy's also has the best selling flats and loafers that can pull any office look together sustainably made handbags and durable shoes for men and kiddos in your life. Check out their website right now. You can get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash evolve. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash evolve. Head to rothys.com slash evolve to find your new favorites today. Your feet will love you for it. Okay, I have an advice question. Here we go. Okay. Hello, Sarah. My name is and all we (laughs) her name's not edited out. (laughs) She put it in there. So she wants to say it. We'll edit it out because we don't know for sure. And Brittany's going to keep our secret. Everything's fine. Okay. She's there. There it is. She says, I found your I found your preaching one day of last year. And to keep it all the way real, I was about to scroll past it and just hit the message I was looking for. But something nudged me to listen to yours. I'm like, wow, what a word. I called my grandma up and she's been my rock when it comes to prayer messages, etc. I'm like, I was listening to this girl, Sarah Roberts. And she's like, you know, that's TDJ daughter. And she was once pregnant like you as a teen and had a similar story to yours. I'm like, no way. Fast forward. I got a Facebook reminder. Got to love those. And it was a post I'd put up of a snippet of you preaching. I'm like, how did I let this go over my head? I've heard her before. I felt God really led me to you to relate to let me know I'll be okay. 
I was 13 when I got pregnant with my firstborn. I was raised in church. My mom was a leader and her husband was a leader. We were there at church at at the church day in and day out. First of all, I want to pause and I want to thank you for sending the longest possible. I thank you for giving me all of the details. Okay. Those of you who send them two sentences. No, make me stumble over my words. When I'm reading the question, make me slow down and breathe and take my time. Send me a novel. I want to feel like Maya Angelou's spirit has shown up in your podcast question. Make it poetic. If you will give it humor, if you will. Okay. Back to the question. Um, Some family, (laughs) I was, I was raised in church my mom was a leader and her husband was a leader we were there at the church day in and day out some family stuff was going on at home and my mom and her husband separated she started to find herself leaving every weekend from one moment to the next it was every day at church to hardly going at all I would go with my grandma to find a stable ground within my unstable life I met this older guy, got pregnant. I was still attending church because I knew God wanted to feel stable grounding within him all my life. I was taught that's how to do it. Everyone shunned me. Leaders talked about me so much. I wasn't allowed at any of the friends I had grown up with houses or allowed to hang out with them. I just distanced myself from the church, spiraled down, had another kid by 17, then my last one by 19. Their fathers and I relationship has been a very rocky journey, but we are both gro- We are both growing. Now I love to rest. Just like you said, you wanted to be the Christian Nicki Minaj. That was all I thought about as well. Fast forward to right now. I'm a stay at home mom and I've been focusing these past two years on a lot of inner healing and my relationship with God. You've been a very huge impact. I hope to one day be able to impact people's life as well. My question is, when did you take that jump into what you were called to do? When did you officially put the music down and decide to go after preaching? Let me tell you, if you heard me chuckle at the end of that, when you said, when did you put the music down? Sis, it's not down. I hold the music up everywhere I go. (laughs) The music is forever up in my, put the music down. I'm an artist, baby. What you talking about? Okay. Donda what? No, no. (laughs) Uh, um, (laughs) You know, I gave, I can't even say that I put music down. I really need to tell my stories more accurately because while I did want to be a female rapper, I had no indication that that would be something possible for my life. Like none. (laughs) Brittany, the way you're nodding your head is so compassionate. I love it. I love it. You know, I'm going to toss this question to Brittany because Brittany sent me something on Facebook. We talked about a Save Girl Summer on Facebook and then Brittany DM'd me. And then from that DM that was somewhat comical, a joke, birthed a movement that she plans on stepping into. And I want to toss it to her because I want to hear her testimony of how she went from doing what she was doing to stepping into something that is ministry in its own way and unique imprint. And then I'll answer my question about going from rapper to preacher. Okay. So hold on. What was her exact question? Cause it was like you said, it was a whole. Right, right, um, right. That's monologue. fair. That's fair. I love it, that. It was, it was, it was good though. Was and we loved it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when did you officially put the music down and decide to go after preaching? <laughs> <laughs> 
When did you say, I'm going to change it for you, okay? When did you put whatever okay. was down and finally go after the Save Girl Summer brunch like it, like a real thing? <laughs> and you know what? It's crazy because, like you said, it started out as a joke. Um, but I'm a firm believer that when God does something, he does nothing by, you know, coincidence. Nothing happens it, without it having a reason. Um, so... When I made the comment and, you know, made the joke and you were like, send the manual and I did it and you read it and it was like, okay, God, like, and, and I'm going to be completely honest. Like at first I just, I, I wasn't even going to do it. I was like, whatever. I'm not writing that. She's not going to read it. I'm not going to, you know. And then when you had mentioned it again, like somebody's supposed to be sending me a, a, a manual, then the Holy Spirit was like, okay, like, see, I told you. So I, you know, wrote it and I did it. And you read it and God just, you know, he showed me like, this is actually a, a ministry. Like, this is a vision that I've given you for a reason. You may have thought it was a joke, but this is something that I actually want you to do because growing up, I always said, like, I wanted to be the type of woman that I wish I would have seen yeah. um, growing up in the church. Like, I say it all the time, like, the just generation is so blessed because they have you, you know, they have the Cedric Roberts, we have the, you know, Kiarishis, we have all these women that are showing you can be, you know, funny, you can be cute, you can be, you know, all the things for God. And I didn't see that growing up. So I'm like, well, God, I just want to be, you know, that type of woman, the woman that, you know, listens to, you know, Mary Mary, but we like a little, you know, Cardi B here and there, you know, it's about balance. Yes. So when he gave me this vision, it's like, okay, God, like this is something that I'm actually going to, I'm going to be serious about it. And in this season, that's really where he has me about being, you know, serious because I'm not going to lie. Like I am the queen of starting out strong and then being like, ah, you know, this ain't what I thought I ain't do it. But um, just being consistent with it, mm -hmm. And taking that leap and God has really been providing every step of the way. That's how I know it's a God vision because he's literally been giving provision every step of the way, even with the brunch. Like I planned it in like a month and I was so scared to do it because I was like, God, don't have me out here looking crazy, putting this out here. Don't nobody show up or, you know, everything go wrong. And your girl was working on a, a, a budget. I'm yes. like, I don't have a lot funds but he literally sent you know from the place to people just sewing in you know their gifts and their talent to make it happen so you know I would say to her like if that's how you feel like just just take that take that leap and if it's from God he'll make the revision he'll make he'll make the way um but yeah he just definitely confirmed it even again I can't thank you enough or even you like putting that fire mm -hmm. behind me, like that was your way of telling me when you read it on the podcast, like, girl, you, you did good, you yeah. know, <laughs> you're enough. So enough yeah. and incredibly talented. I think this is a great question because people do wonder, like, how do I finally step into it? Especially if stepping into next means laying down a previous dream. And what I will say is like, God wastes mm -hmm. nothing. There is nothing that God wastes. And so even if it feels like stepping into this next dimension, this next dream, this next version of who you are means that you're sacrificing something 
something, God always comes back. He always comes back around. And when God comes back around, he always picks up the things that we felt like we needed to put down in the process. There is no gift, no talent that God has given you that he doesn't plan on using. But there are some seasons where God is like, you know what? I really need to grow this gift. So you got to put this other gift down. And as you put this other gift down, I'm going to grow you in this area. I'm going to make you more administrative. I'm going to help you be more organized. I'm going to make you better with numbers so that when you do pick up the music, you know how to position the music to be the best that it can be. If God gave it to you, if it's a gift, a talent that God is giving you, God didn't just deposit it so that it could go for nothing. But I want to prophesy, okay, that that gift is gaining interest, that it is in a savings account that God is going to withdraw from at the precise moment. But for now, it is gaining interest. It is becoming more valuable, more spaces being made for it to be uplifted and put into the right rooms and the right situations and relationships and opportunities. So don't allow the fact that your gift is not be, that don't allow the fact that your gift is not being used right now to make you believe that there is no use for your gift. And if I think we wrap our minds around that, we'll see everything grow and, and to just change in our life. Amen. Brittany, I feel like we just had a save girl summer brunch, like, but I didn't have anything yeah. to eat. That's a problem. No, okay. There were no drinks. <laughs> okay. And there was no waffles nor chicken. I don't know. So it feels like a saved girl summer something that didn't have food. Thank you for doing this with me. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. I enjoyed it. Take care of your family. Take care of your heart. And um, I just know I can't wait to hear more. I know people are going to be following you to figure out when the next brunch is. So tell the delegation I said what up when I send them your way. I sure will. Okay. <laughs> hey, delegation girl. <laughs> Thank you, Brittany. You take care. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, Saved Girls is up and is stuck for eternity. What a time to be young and saved. I loved what Brittany was saying about having so much representation for this generation. But I also want you to remember, no matter how much representation is out there, it does not absolve you from needing to take up your space. So we need you. Don't let culture try to trick you out of your salvation by making you think being saved is boring. Do it your way. Make it creative. Make it relatable. Because the gag is life under the blood is up and it's stuck. It's lit. All right, Brittany, sis, thank you for taking the lead on the Saved Girl Summer front and letting us get down with you. Delegation, I have a question. Who is going to co-host this thing next with me? Is it you? Is it your bestie? You're listening right now and you're like, I want to co-host, but I'm way too shy. I want to co-host, but I don't know what I'm going to say. Let's not worry about it. Just sign up and don't bring your dusty personality. Bring something vibrant. Make it real. Make it interesting okay if you're interested in co-hosting an episode with me or you just want us to get all up in your business and answer an advice question send us an email podcast at womanevolve.com i love you and i will see you next week